Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, July 10, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Sunny Friday morning to all of you. That I may not forget, as I did last time, to pray, let us open this Bible study period with the usual prayer. Almighty Father, Send your Holy Spirit on us that we may read your word with faith. Reflect on it with hope and uh, realize it with love following your only begotten Son from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So welcome once more to our Bible study online. As we have been saying again and again, we are trying to study the Sunday Gospel, not just the assigned gospel for this year, but the three cycles, A, B, C, assigned for this next Sunday, the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Now, the three gospels, as we know, from Matthew chapter 13, from St. Mark chapter 6, and from St. Luke for this year, chapter 10, 23 to 37. Now before we, we read the Bible ourselves or listen to the reading, let me open this Bible study period with a question. Which I'm sure many of you have already heard. How do you put a carabao inside your refrigerator? The first answers, of course, are A, B, C. A, you acquire a carabao. 
Second, you butcher the carabao and you chop-chop the carabao. But the final answer is open the refrigerator. Then, the next question. How do you put an elephant in your refrigerator? Of course, the answer would be open the refrigerator, but the carabao is there. So therefore, this is a, a question and answer which has relevance to our subject matter. What therefore we are about to learn, the lesson we are about to learn today has relation, is connected with, or is a follow-up of the lesson of yesterday. Don't let us therefore forget what we studied last Sunday, because this is a follow-up of that lesson. So, we ask ourselves, what exactly is the point that the three, the synoptic evangelists, try to drive home this coming Sunday, July 10? Let me begin, therefore, from St. Luke, the Gospel for Cycle C, which we shall now hear. Miss Gillian to read for us. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test him and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim poured oil and wine over his wounds and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, 
the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Thank you very much. Now this gospel, only St. Luke has written. Exclusive St. Luke. Usually, traditionally, the study would focus precisely on the good Samaritan. But for a change, I tell you, let us look at the incident from the angle or under the aspect of that man who fell victim to robbers, who stripped him, who beat him, and who left him half dead by the wayside. I ask you to focus your attention to him, not so much yet on the good Samaritan, because actually the three Gospels they agree on driving home the point, which is how does one under such circumstances, under such crisis as being stripped and beaten and left half dead, how does he hope for a healing. This guy, probably a Jew, was disappointed somehow when the priest and the Levite who were legally forbidden to go near and touch a half-dead person just passed by on the opposite side they were legally right. But I'm sure this Jewish wounded dying man was somehow disappointed because a fellow Jew like the priest and the Levites should have been merciful to him. But no, he was not at all discouraged this man hoped that the best is yet to come. This man was not at all discouraged. He must have hoped that sometime someone would come and heal and help him, which eventually happened. So I repeat, let us first look at him, this guy, this Jewish fellow, no name, no address. But I repeat, he is miserable. But he was helpless and yet very hopeful. He was hoping that someone would come to help and heal him. 
you know, in silence, that guy would be singing the lyrics of the song, I believe. For everyone who goes astray, someone will come to show the way. This is the man who was not at all discouraged in spite of the fact that he was in such a predicament. And this is actually the point that the three Gospels try to drive home. Let us go to St. Matthew's Cycle A Gospel. It's all about a parable. The parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. As recorded by Matthew, but also by Mark and Luke, the point that Jesus himself was driving was this. A farmer, a man, went out to sow seeds, grains, but he failed. Not just once, not just twice, not just thrice. He failed, but we ask, was he frustrated? No. We are told in the parable that in spite of repeated failures, that guy went on sowing and some seeds fell in good soil. What is therefore the point? Success after failures. Success after failures. Therefore, he was telling his disciples, in your mission, in your ministry, and in your message, since I told you that you are sent as lambs, as sheep in the midst of wolves. Do not be discouraged. You, are, you may fail again and again, but don't be discouraged. Just have hope. You will hit a good ground. You will finally succeed. So this parable of the sower is about the sower, not about the soil. And precisely, we are asked to read only the first part of Matthew's Gospel, the parable written in, by Matthew in chapter 13, 1 to 9. Only that because originally that is what Jesus told them, only the parable. There was no interpretation at all, no allegorizing at all. So this is the point. You missionaries, Jesus said, you my ministers and you my messengers, you may fail here and there, now and then, 
but don't lose hope. You will finally succeed. And he gave this this teaching by example. Precisely, he told the twelve, this is found in St. Mark, when he sent the twelve two by two, he also told them, I'm sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves. So don't get discouraged if you find it very difficult to accomplish your mission, to perform your ministry, and to deliver your message. Don't get discouraged. You will finally succeed. That's why he said, you enter into whatever house, and if you say to them, peace be to this household, if there is a peaceful person there, good. Your greeting will rest on him. But if not, your greeting will return to you and be able and willing to leave the house. No regrets. In fact, the dust that clings to your feet shakes, shakes it off, dust off the dust, dust off whatever has clung to your feet. Don't worry, don't be angry at all. In other words, Jesus was forewarning them that there will be obstacles, but he was also forearming them that by the help of God's mercy, you shall hurdle you shall hurdle such obstacles. So here we have three Gospels speaking about profiles of courage in spite of repeated failures and perhaps frustrations. I repeat, he has taught this not only with authority but also by, with examples. Remember, for example, when they were on the way to Jerusalem and they wanted to pass through Samaria and the Samaritans did not welcome Jesus and his disciples, remember what James and John wanted to do, to ask the Father to rain fire to consume the Samaritans. And Jesus, okay, that is their human rights. Let us just pass through another way. So that's how he continued his journey to Jerusalem. When they were in Philip, uh, the region of Philippi, when Jesus asked his apostles, who do people say I am? And the apostles answered him from the feedback we got from the crowds. They say you are Elijah. Others say you are Jeremiah. 
Still others say you are just one of the prophets. Was Jesus angry when he heard that? That in spite of the parables that he told them, in spite of the miracles that he performed for them, they did not know who, re who he really was. Apparently, seemingly, he failed. But was he discouraged? No. In fact, he told, he asked his apostles, how about you? Are you? Who do you think I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, etc. So that's how Jesus, after failure, repeated times, he was not at all discouraged. Remember, he told the crowds, you are looking for me because you have eaten in Bethsaida the five loaves that I multiplied. When he said, I am the bread of life, you should look for me. But many could not believe their ears. They could not believe the truth that he was telling them. And many of them went away. Failures. Did Jesus get angry? Was he discouraged? No. He faced his 12 apostles and said, Will you also? go away so this is it success comes before work only in the dictionary success comes after work should be that's why they say that the road to success is always under construction. Success, by the help of God's mercy, of course, even after repeated failures. This is the lesson for us because we need not go farther. We are now in the midst of COVID-19. We are afflicted left and right now and then. We may have been disappointed by many attempts to help and heal us. But until now, after so many days and weeks and months and years, we have still wearing facial masks, keeping social distancing. Why? Are we therefore helpless but hopeful? Do we now hope that someone someday will come to show us the way? This is what we need 
This is the need of the hour. When therefore in the world of sports we say that he who does not hope to win has already lost. We must remember that. We must always be hopeful. There is no such thing as a hopeless case. We may be helpless at the moment, but we should remain hopeful for the best is yet to come. When therefore Jesus told the parable of the good Samaritan, although traditionally the focus is on the good, helpful, merciful Samaritan, for a change I said, let us try to look at that man, no name, no address, badly beaten, left half dead. He was helpless, but he was hopeful that in spite of those two Jewish priests and Levites who were legally forbidden to go near him, he accepted that, but he was hopeful that someone, Jew or Samaritan, would come his way to help and heal him. This is what we now feel the need of. Hope, as I have been saying many times, it's O-P-E. It's O, humility enough to obey. God's will and PE patience enough to endure the pains the pains of failures faults frustrations distress discouragement we should therefore learn this lesson as soon as we can we can explain this better, perhaps, with your questions and reflections. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast.
Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. When we fail to do what we ought to do, though our fault, how do we hope to succeed? That's precisely a good question. We are sorry when we say I confess to have sinned greatly in thoughts, in words, and in actions, and in what we failed to do through our fault. You ask, how do we therefore remain hopeful that we will eventually succeed? Well, that is precisely our Christian life. Our Christian life is difficult to live if we want to follow the way to learn the truth and to live by his life. Difficult. When we sin, we actually fail. But what did St. Paul say? Whenever I fall, I rise. And wherever I stumble, I get up. So that is the lesson. When we therefore have not failed to do especially what we ought to do, not just the, the sense of commission, but the sense of omission, we should be men and women of hope that eventually we will be again not separated from but united with him. There are therefore, say, commandments that we have to obey. We may now and then, here and now, disobey them through our own fault. But that's precisely why the twelve were told to go and preach repentance. Call them to conversion from bad to good, from good to better, from better to best. That's why at every Mass, we must pause for that moment of mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa, so that may God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to life everlasting. May God forgive our sins. In other words, be humble enough to go and kneel inside the confessional box and confess and be sorry and be repentant. My questions, Monsignor, is about coronavirus. Is there hope for some cure? I have already mentioned this. 
whether we like it or not, the whole world is being afflicted by coronavirus 19. I'm sure science and technology have tried to help to, in, to discover a cure for this worldwide malady. But we should not be helpless in that sense. We should be hopeful that someday someone will come and show us the way. God knows this. God is all-knowing. God has positive will and permissive will. I have said this many times. What is happening in this world, according to Ecclesiastes, whatever is happening in this world happens at a time that God chooses. And I'm sure if we keep on praying to God, He may eventually send us someone to show us the way. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. May I ask you, Monsignor, when we feel in marriage, how do we hope to okay. succeed? It's true. There are marriages that fail for one reason or another. Your question is, when your marriage, meaning when you fail to do what you promised to do, when you say, I do, your question is, how do you recover from that? How do you hope for success in marriage? Well, first of all, have your first marriage examined and maybe eventually declared null and void. But that will take some efforts. Have your first marriage that has failed according to you. Let that be examined by the ecclesiastical tribunal. If it is eventually declared null and void, then there was no marriage at all, then you are free to marry. Not again because your first was not a marriage at all then you may eventually pray again, God give us the strength from this day on to live as couple, husband and wife, etc. So I repeat, the failed marriage must first be processed and declared null and void. And then be more prepared to marry this time with love, this time in church, this time aware of the sacramental grace of matrimony. That may be the reason why your marriage failed, because you did not work with it with the sacramental grace of matrimony. 
the sacramental grace of matrimony is no magic. It won't work all by itself. You have to work with it. You have to work it out. So this is indeed a, a difficult situation. But try to examine yourself, husband or yourself, wife. Why your idols did not work. Thank you, Monsignor, for Thank giving you. us enlightenment and hope. I really need it. This is actually the need of the hour. I'm sure, not only in the area of economics, not only in the arena of politics, but also in the altar of religion, discouragement may come our way, but don't be discouraged because that is Satan's instrument of destroying us, discouragement. Let us indeed be hopeful, humility enough to obey the will of God and patient enough to endure. Patient endurance, suffering, as we have said many times because it's a logo that pains in life are inevitable but suffering is optional we have to opt we have to choose freely to suffer hopefully we shall eventually succeed life Christian life is not easy it is difficult. It is difficult to die one day for your faith, as Pedro Calonso and Lorenzo Ruiz did. But it is more difficult to live up to your faith, to the demands of your faith, day after day, like Archbishop Teofilo Camomo. Thank you for this sharing, Munsi. So remind us, because we tend to forget. Always to be hopeful in spite of our crosses. Will you please discuss more on the ingredients so we can be very hopeful? Thank you. As I said, we are born into this world helpless helpless. That's why we are entrusted to four agents, family, church, school, and government. We have to count on our family to help us. We should therefore be hopeful that they, father and mother, will eventually help us. The church, that we may be baptized and hopefully to behave accordingly. 
We need education, formation through the schools. We need the government to remind us of our rights and duties as citizens. So let us count on them. We are individuals, we know, and salvation is individual, but we do not have to be individualistic. Remember, this is what Pope Francis has been trying to tell us. Beware of the three eyes, ignorance, indifference, and individualism. We may be individuals, person, and person, and person, man, and woman, and child. But we cannot grow up outside the communities of the family, of the church, of the school, and of the government. That's why the song, People Who Need People, are the luckiest people in the world because people who need people are humble enough and patient enough to endure whatever pains. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. So, the message is this. In life, we may be helpers like the good Samaritan. But at the same time, we may be hopeful like that man badly beaten. We may be merciful like the good shepherd, the good Samaritan. And we can also be miserable like that half-dead person. But helper or hopeful helper or helpful, we should be hopeful. I cannot say it in more words to describe. You can be helpless, but please be hopeful. The best is yet to come is a very good principle. If someone was married by a judge and later on separated, what is their status in the Catholic Church? Precisely, you must first understand that being married by a judge is not marriage at all in the eyes of the Church. So from the very beginning of your civil marriage, you have been considered by the church as not married at all. So when you separate, the church will say, good, now get married in church. But please, first accept with humility your failure Your first failure was to disobey the commandment of the church 
to get married in church. It's wrong. It's wrong at all. It's wrong at first to be married civilly because that is not recognized by the church. So if you separate the church will precisely welcome you back but then get married in church. Remember, huh, what I have said. The road to success is always under construction. Day after day, you must be working. You must be working it out to succeed. You may fail here and now. You may fail then and there. But be a man and woman of hope. You know, the Irish people have a saying, when one is situated in a bad situation, under bad circumstances, the Irish people say, it could be worse. It could be worse. And at the same time they say, the best is yet to come. That's being hopeful. Yes, we fail, we sin. Yes, by omission and by commission. But don't let us lose hope. Don't let us get discouraged. Be humble enough to go inside that confessional box or across that confession table. It will take efforts. You have to exert efforts to be good and do good in this matter. That's why Pope now Saint John the twenty third said with your hands don't close your fists and wrinkle Bring your hands in disgust. Nor hold your fold your arms in despair. But open open your hands to beg or to be helped or to help. Not closed fists, not folded arms, 
but extended hands to help or be helped. We also need initiatives. Remember, Jesus has been teaching them, you should try to find ways of being good and doing good. Remember that fellow who was to be fired because of some dishonesty in his supervision? He said, what shall I do? My boss is going to fire me. To beg, I am ashamed. To dig, I cannot do. Ah, this is what I'll do. He took the initiative to do what he did in that parable. And the master praised that dishonest but shrewd steward. He must have rehired him. He did not actually dismiss him. And Jesus said, you see, the children of darkness are brighter than the children of light. And we should be children of light, hopefully. Here's a little sharing from my college professor. When I am visit with misfortune, I console myself by seeing, after all, I am not the worst. Yeah. Hope this can help in some way. <laughs> that's true, that's true. It could be worse. That's why I have been told by my doctor, don't worry if you cannot hear well. There are many who are in the same situation. <laughs> there is poverty, we know that every time there is always a man poorer than you are. Remember that guy who complained that he had no pair of shoes until he met a guy who had no pair of feet. There is always a situation worse than we are in. So let us be hopeful in that sense. That's why we have been said, if you have a face like that, take good care of that face. It's the only face you have. But there could be a face more handsome or more ugly than yours. But yours is the only face you have. So that's that. We have said enough, and I'd like to close this session with the prayer that you will hear next Sunday, July 10, the 15th Sunday, after 
Easter in ordinary time. And it is this. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path. Give all for the faith who for the faith they possess, they profess, are accounted Christians. Give them the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honor through Christ our Lord. So that is it. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, and thank you, and welcome again to the next Bible study on Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time.